invite you to enter this portal of strange and unimaginable. I simply ask that you suspend your judgment and expand your mind in the vastness of the unknown. Come witness the wonder that is our reality. The truth is out there, and so am I. Wife of a Demon Hunter, extraordinary tales of all things paranormal. Hello, my name is Dorinda Stewart, and I am the Wife of a Demon Hunter. My guest today is Kathy Cogliano. She has experienced several paranormal and extraterrestrial encounters throughout her life. Kathy is currently working on a book that chronicles those experiences. She is a correspondent for the Outer Limits Magazine UK, having many articles published. Her own experiences have been published in two books, Guardians of the Dead and The Public Deceived, The Grand UFO Deception, both books by Philip Kensla which I had the pleasure of talking with on a Zoom presentation in the UK that both Kathy and I attended. Kathy, welcome. Thank you for being on the show. Thank you, Dorinda. It's a pleasure to be here with you. Kathy, one of the many talents um, that you have is communicating with spirits. When did you discover that you could do that? That happened when I was a child. Um, gosh, I was probably uh, six or seven, and um, we had visited my um, grandfather in the hospital. And back in those days, children weren't allowed in the hospital, so we, you know, stayed outside, and he came to the window, and we waved to him. And, you know, go home that night, I'm in bed, and in the middle of the night, I'm awoken. I just wake up, and I sit up in bed, and I share a room with my sister, and she's sound asleep, and I look over in the corner of the room, and there's a little, there's a small TV on a TV stand we had. And there, filling the entire TV screen, was my grandfather. And he's very animated, talking to me. It scared the heck out of me. And I dove under my covers. I must have fallen asleep, only to wake up the next morning and have my dad call his kids downstairs to tell us that my grandfather had passed away mm -hmm. that night. Mm -hmm. So I believe that. My sense is that he came to me uh, in that stage of crossing over, and um, yeah, I was very close to that grandfather, too, um, so that was my very first experience, and what was interesting about that experience was that within a few days later, I went to the wake. Us kids were allowed to go to the wake, and first time I'd been to one, and there's my grandfather laid out in a casket, and I walked into the room, and I started screaming. Grampy's not dead. He's not dead. Right. I just saw uh, him the other night. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, so that was my first experience with seeing spirit and, and having that communication level. And he has since come back. We communicate. Um, so, yeah, that was my first time seeing spirit. That's, that's very awesome. That's nice that it was a, a relative and not, you know, something scary. Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah exactly. <laughs> And the scary come, did come later. Yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. Um, as you know, I'm a psychic myself, and my specialty is psychometry. I touch objects, look at people's photos to get facts about them. In the beginning, I was a little resistant to it. So when you started to, you know, when you started your, your mediumship, did you consider it a gift or a curse in a sense? Um, you know, to be honest, I didn't know what to consider it. Um... I think in the beginning it was 
kind of cool. Although I have to say, I never told anybody of my experiences. I did. I I never told my family about seeing my grandfather in the TV. Never, you know, spoke about him visiting me since. My parents didn't know that I had these abilities, um, and especially. Um, you know, having my first UFO experience when I was young as well. So it's interesting that I don't think I didn't tell anybody out of fear. I just had this in, this this intuitiveness just to kind of keep it to myself. Right, like nobody would believe they may you. Not, right. Yeah, they may not believe me exactly. Right, right. And um, and I've had, you know, as a child, I had out-of-body experiences as well. So, so there were things going on there. <laughs> Yeah. But I just kind of rolled with it, you know. I it was kind of like a cool thing to me. Like I thought, wow. But yet, it's interesting. I never did speak of it to anybody to see if anybody else was having those experiences, which usually they weren't. Um, but I always considered it uh, a lot of responsibility, so I didn't really want you know anyone to know about it. So <laughs> yes, yes, and that comes with the territory as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, of course, yeah. <laughs> Oh, and to this day that happens. I I, 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 I only tell very few people, let's right. just say, those that are on the same wavelength. So you read the room before you talk about those things, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a good way to put it, read the room. I love it. <laughs> In your bio, um, you said that 2009 was a leap of faith, a true leap of faith. What happened in 2009 that made you start your sacred path? Oh, thank you for asking that question. That that was such a key pivotal point in my, you know, being on this path. Now, I had uh, I was just felt guided to take Reiki. I just felt this need to, I don't know. It just it just drew me in. And my first teacher was a woman named Nancy, and she herself was a gifted medium and psychic and and t- a natural teacher. So you know, um, I did Reiki one and two with her, and she did a reading for me during that time frame. Where when we first met and she said to me oh all of your guides are here and they're telling me to ask you they're showing me that you're standing on the edge of a cliff and that your toes are curled over and they're asking you are you ready to jump in ah. and and as soon as she said that to me I didn't hesitate I looked at her and I said I'm ready to jump in and so ever since my guides asked me if I was ready to take that literally leap of faith, um, everything just escalated from there. Um, so it's been a wild journey. It's still unfolding. And <laughs> that's when, yeah, I just, I, and there was a connection opening up to the Reiki. So, you know, for me, a lot of this is past life, uh, memories, past life. You know, I've been a healer in many lifetimes. So that it was just like this natural transition for me to get in and onto this path. And it's been wonderful. Oh, wonderful. You know, you studied tarot, mediumship, Akashic Records, channeling. For those listeners who who don't uh, know about reading the Akashic Records, can you explain what that is? Yeah, you know, that's the theory where... Um, Everything that has ever happened uh, in in this, you know, on planet Earth, in right. this universe, is recorded in the Akasha. And that's a field that's almost like this 
I look at it as almost just like this giant computer system that everything is recorded. And, and it's my belief that I believe in reincarnation. I believe in past lives. And so I believe that each lifetime is encoded into our soul and hence the Akashic records. Each one of us has an Akashic record. You know, you can train to access the Akashic records. Um, I trained in the pathway prayer um, form of, of um, opening the Akashic records. But What's happened for me, which is interesting, is that um, if, when I do my sacred travel and go to these sacred sites all over the world now, I tap into the Akashic record of the sacred site, of the land, and Spirit then shows me, you know, what this place looked like back when in the ancient times. For instance, Egypt, you know, back, you know, when the Sphinx was just built and it was painted wow, and it was beautiful. So, yeah, so that's the type of thing. So it's just it's just this 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 vast knowledge that's out there of everything that's ever been said, done, witnessed. Um, and it's all out there. In fact, Edgar Casey was one of the greatest um prophets and he was actually tapping all of his writings and things he was tapping into the akashic record um and and did all of his recordings and things so yeah it's 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 a vast subject. Yeah, it is. <laughs> I have a book so on it. Else. You know, I, I, I'm interested. I just haven't got into it yet. So that's why I thought it'd be interesting, you know, for you to tell us because, you know, you've had some experience in that. So thanks for sharing that. Yeah, you're welcome. You are an energy healer as well. You know, Reiki I'm familiar with because I have been a Reiki master for several years. But you do other healing modalities that seem very interesting. Can you elaborate on those? Yes. Um, well, my first <laughs> foray, even actually, um, well, I, I started the Reiki, and then you know, and then I became familiar with all of my different healing guides. And for me, my biggest healing guide is Jesus, Yeshua. So I, um, you know, so so I, you know, he was there. He was he appeared when I was um, actually taking the Akashic Record training. He appeared as my number one guide. Um, and it's, it, you know, that kind of opened this this door to, you know, being guided to take these other um, healing modalities. And I actually traveled, so my family was, I guess, I actually traveled to Guatemala, um, oh gosh, probably back in 2012. Um, and I took a very specialized training course there. Um, and that's where I picked up my, uh, it was a VESA healing. Uh, and we were working in the, we were working in the quantum energy fields and the fourth and fifth dimension energy. It was amazing. We, you know, trained in how to raise our vibration. But one of the most important things there in Guatemala was where I got my Egyptian healing rods. So some people call them the wands of Horus um, back in the ancient times. And and if you ever see any of the pharaohs depicted in Egypt, they're usually holding a set of the wands of oh, Horus. They yeah. have rods in their hands. And I just was guided to that. I can't tell you why. I mean, I do know a bit now. It's A lot of it's related to past lives in Egypt. But those are a very, very um, interesting healing tool. So... Um, one rod is um, done in zinc and one is done in copper, and they're filled with crushed crystals. Um, oh, so okay. they, yeah, it's an interesting tool. And then, you know, so from there, from Guatemala, <laughs> I've, you know, then trained um, 
you know, doing the Reiki, the Akashic Records. And then I took a course, Integrated Energy Therapy. And again, all of this is guided. I just kind of sure. went with the flow. And Integrated Energy Therapy, there's, um, again, it's working with the meridian lines in the body. It's um, releasing deep-seated things in the tissue of our of our bodies. Um, and there's a piece of that that you train to learn how to connect with the nine healing archangels. And so that's the part of the course that I just, wow. It was like the minute we started training with the angelic realm and that connection was when I just, this huge door opened right. and I crossed this threshold into the, you know, working with the divine healing archangels. So that was, um, yeah. And there, you know, I work with them, um, with a lot of my healing they're 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 my go-to gang now <laughs> well that's very interesting very i find that very fascinating especially the um the egyptian healing rods because i wasn't very familiar with that so thank you for sharing that <clears throat> yeah you're welcome i'm going to go back to your channeling when you channel multi-dimensional realms do you ever come across something of a dark nature if so do you handle it or how do you heal that I've never had that come through as an open channel. Um, I have had some, some dark energies attached to me, um, but it hasn't been through my channeling. Um, okay. So when I do channel and open up that way, I do a lot of protective work around me. Um, and so that I'm only allowing in what's for my highest, best, and greatest good and or for perhaps the person I'm, I'm channeling for. Um, so I've never, with channeling, thankfully had anything dark come through. Um, but, um, I, what's happened is a lot of times I connect with, I go above the level of where our, you know, our loved ones in spirit dwell. I go up into what I call the God realms okay. and it's, and again, you know, I learned to do this when I was in Guatemala and again, it's working with the vibration of your body and it's making it go higher and higher and higher. So you pass that spirit level, you go up into the God realms. And so I have connected with the Blessed Mother. I've connected with Jesus. I've connected with the Zeus. I've connected with wow. other gods. Wow. <laughs> so yeah, it's, this, yeah. I don't do it. Uh, I don't do it a lot, to be honest with you. I, I was cautioned by my great teacher who came on my path because when you're up in those levels you've got to be careful because those energies are so high that vibratory level uh, that you could kind of physically harm your body so I haven't done it well I shouldn't say I haven't done it in a while I did it about a week ago um it does take a lot of your energy um yes, yes. so you're yeah so you to be careful doing it but um but yeah no that that's been my experience with my channeling well, you know, some psychics, you know, they offer no resistance to possession, good or evil, because they're okay. so open. Um, it's like being in a permanent state of invitation to other entities. Um, and then, so my question was, how do you protect yourself as a medium? And you just kind of answered that because you do have a little bit higher level. Um, but, you know, as a psychic, you know, we do warn that, you know, if you're being yeah. constantly opened, you got to make sure that you understand what's out there because <laughs> there's, right. there's good exactly. and evil and out there. Yeah, there's.
Exactly. And protection. Protection's huge for me. And that's been something that, you know, my guides have brought to me. Um, in fact, one of my, my most powerful ways of protection, and anybody can do it, is to, I bring up, I work with pyramid energy and I bring up a sacred pyramid from the four points out of your body. You bring it up, you center it over yourself and you feel yourself within it's golden, crystalline, diamond, platinum energies of powerful protection. And then you can, you know, invoke something with that if there's a situation or whatever. But I know for a fact that this works because when I was traveling in um, Israel, this lovely Irish woman was part of our very small group of seven. And our first day out, uh, we get in this little minivan that we all, you know, had. Yeah, yeah. And I'm sitting there and... I'm bringing up my pyramid around our van to make sure we're all safe. And I do that anytime I travel in a sure. car or a plane, whatever. So she walks into, up into the van, and she's so funny. And she looks around at all of us, and she said, okay, which one of you brought up the pyramid around the van? I almost fell out of my feet. <laughs> and I, I kind of raised my hand and said, oh, that would be me. And she said, oh, interesting. I I see the pyramid you brought up. So it was it was awesome validation for me to know that what I just did, I actually did. <laughs> right, exactly. I know that's the thing, you know, you when you do, you know, uh, readings and things like that, you know, some two people are so, you know, uh, they're, face, they're <laughs> deadpan and you're like, well, am I on the right track? Because this is what I'm getting, you know, it's not mine, it's yours or someone is in this room. So you're not sure what's going yep. on. <laughs> Yeah, that's really cool. I love that. That's great. Um, as you know, I'm a demon hunter, and um, I get this—I get this question asked to me all the time, Kathy. So I'm going to ask you: Do you think oh. extraterrestrials and demons could be the same entity? Oh, that is a good question. Ooh, huh. my experience has—well, you know that—that's interesting. It could—it could go both ways. I think it could be. You know, my experiences, um, I have had an alien encounter, mm -hmm. as well as many craft sightings. Um, but that experience for me was, was, was be actually beautiful. I mean, it was a lovely exchange. I mean, I never would have thought in a million years that if somebody said to me, you're going to have an alien encounter, I'd be like, I'd be running for the hills yes, screaming. I'm not sure you want that, um, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's like, okay, sure, right. What's up with that? <laughs> but it happened. So, um, so, and I have had some dark energies, our dark, dark entities, I should say, attached to me, or, or I've had experiences with them. Probably not to the degree I know you and Joe have had, but um, so to me, they felt different. But I could see where, because I feel, you know, all of this is inter interdimensional. You know. Right, right. It's, Spirit and UFOs and aliens and all of that. I, I do believe that there are these dimensions that we can cross. And I know personally I've crossed these dimensions because when I do my sacred travel, oftentimes I am at a sacred site and I am, I'm, it's almost like a, uh, like a time lapse. I'm back in a lifetime at that place, at that moment. I jump into that past life and it's as though I'm looking out of that person who I was their eyes and I'm seeing this this scene play out and so that's happened numerous times so it's interesting for me personally I definitely feel it's interdimensional that sure. we can we can do time slips of sorts you know some of us um 
So, huh, that is a great question. You're going to make me be thinking about that for a while now. Well, I'm going to give you my opinion because, you know, it's like I have an opinion too about this. But I don't think they're the same, but I think they can be together. And the only reason why I say that is because we've had some cases where um, there was some demonic energy and then there was some alien energy. And as soon as we got rid of the oh. demonic energy, the aliens pretty much closed those those people off to us. You know what I mean? Oh, like, they, like, you know, like um, they wanted us to get rid of the dark stuff so that they could continue with what they were up to with that person. So we never hear from that person again. So, yeah, it's yeah, it's interesting. Oh, so I just wondered, you know, okay. I mean, I'm not sure they're the same, but I think they can be together. And like you said, they're interdimensional. Oh, things. Wow. So, yep. 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 I believe that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you've had several extraterrestrial encounters and craft sightings, sharing your experience with several radio shows here in the States and the, in the UK. Can you share some of those experiences with us? I will, and I don't talk about this often. I think I've only uh, talked about my encounter um, at, in, at um, uh, my dear friends um, Philip and uh, Ronnie Kinsella's uh, show over in the UK, Twin Souls, they're twins. Yeah, yeah. Um, and um, maybe one other show, but when I was traveling in Egypt, um, I had had a reading by a medium before I left, and the message my guides gave to this medium, um, which she had never felt that energy level because she's used to just communicating to spirit, well, in come my, my guides, and they're like, all right, you need to tell her, give her this message. <laughs> so she's like, okay, they're telling me that you're going to have three major things happen to you when you're in Egypt. You're going to have soul retrieval, an alien encounter, and astral travel. Wow. So she no sooner says the words, and she's like looking like, oh, my God, what what is going on? And, I, and I'm the same way. I'm like, what? I'm like, oh, sure. How, can, how is any of that going to happen? So I kind of forgot about it. But I got to tell you, if every single one of those things happened when wow. I was in Egypt. So the most important of the three was, sure, um, I was in the Great Pyramid. Uh, we climb up into the king's chamber, had an incredible experience there, go, laying down into the sarcophagus. It, it was mind-blowing. That's a whole other story. But <laughs> then I was guided to go down to the queen's chamber in the Great Pyramid, which is kind of right underneath the king's chamber. And it's a smaller chamber. And as soon as I walked into the door, I am guided to go to the right. And... And I know the drill now, so I just kind of follow along. And as I, I look, right, not too far, you know, on the right side from where the doorway is, is one of those, um, oh, um, shafts, okay. and, you know, in the Great Pyramid. Mm -hmm. So the end, so the shaft is carved into the wall, and it's this, like, dark hole. And it's probably about 8 by 10, honestly. And I'm guided to go put my face into the shaft. And I can remember my brain going, wait a minute, wait a minute. What? You're not going to do this. Are you going to do it? I just go. I put my face into the into that black hole, and I'm just looking in. And I'm thinking to myself, what the heck am I doing? And But yet I'm trusting it. Right. And as soon as I had that conversation with myself, this light appears down, you know, it's a very dark shaft. So down the very, you know, you could kind of see the sides of it to a point and then it's just blackness. This arc light appears. It's almost looked like an arc 
arced window, but the light was this beautiful shade of um, pinkish red. So I thought, oh my God, what is this all about? So I keep watching, and as this light forms and is this arch shape, and then as I'm watching, this being starts to come up into the arc light window and I see the roundness of a head and then the head comes up I can see a face I see a thin neck I, I see thin shoulders and so this being comes up and he's filling the entire arch window and the contrast of the colors was amazing because he was this beautiful um oh blue green color mm. now I had no fear at all of oh. this being at all um and um I, I thought, wow, what is going on here? So he exhibited, and he started to communicate with me tele telepathically, and he um, just beamed out love. That's the best way I could describe it. I, it was beyond. And wow. he, he, he didn't have a definitive mouth, but I could tell he was so happy to see me. And I just stood there in awe. And, and, and he tells me telepathically, he said, we are so so happy that we can now show ourselves to you and that you don't have any fear. We've been waiting to be able to do this with you. And then he goes on to tell me how he, that he comes in peace, not to, not to be afraid. They've been here. Uh, they've helped establish ancient civilizations all over the world. They continue to help us, but they helped establish in particular the Egyptian civilization. They walked amongst the Egyptians, not everybody could see them, but that they were there in peace and in love and to help establish civilizations uh, for mankind. So it was a remarkable message. And the whole time, he's just beaming this love. And I just, I can remember just smiling the whole time. And then all of a sudden, he just kind of starts to fade. And um, and I thought, oh, my God. And I take my face out of the, the shaft. <laughs> and I stood there. And it was so strange because everybody else that had been in the queen's chamber with me, they had all left to go back up into the king's chamber to do some toning. And... If you read about the history of the pyramid, uh, it's all built around a megahertz. Um, I want to I say it's 110 megahertz. So it was a sound chamber and a healing chamber. It was never a burial chamber. <laughs> wow, okay. So when you're there, so they're up there toning, and the vibration of that toning was literally otherworldly. So I just had this experience with this this alien being for lack of a better word and then they start toning so it was like it was all connected I can't describe it it was beyond beyond and I just stood there transfixed listening to their toning and I could hear an otherworldly element within that toning it was vibrational and it was wild so I you know have this experience I reluctant I think I only told one other person on the trip who I became very close to my friend Ignatius and um, other than that, I didn't tell anybody because I thought, you know, the drill sure. like, oh, she's yeah. crazy. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, who sees alien beings yeah, in the queen's right. chamber? <laughs> <laughs> so the interesting part of the story is I come home and my dear friend Linda, who God bless her, is no longer with us. Um, she was fascinated and couldn't wait to hear about my trip to Egypt. So we met for lunch. And I start telling her about this exchange and, and meeting this being. 
And I'm not kidding you. She opens her pocketbook that she had with her, and she takes out this book. And the book is, is Tom Kenyon's book on the Hathors. And it's all dog-eared. She had all kinds of little um, taped areas on pages. And she opens the book up. And she says to me, have you ever heard of Tom Kenyon? I'm like, no, not at all. Right. And she opens the book up. Tom Kenyon channels beings that are called Hathors. And in the book... She reads aloud a paragraph that speaks to the description of these beings, the color that I saw, oh the exact message that I got, that they were there to help establish civil. The entire thing was right there in that book that I experienced. And now I know what I encountered was a Hathor. Um, they took their name from, there is a goddess Hathor. Um, they... They spell their name differently than the Egyptians spell Hathor. Um, so I'm not quite sure why they called themselves Hathors, um, but um, it was all there in the book. It was absolutely remarkable. Wow. Um, and it was interesting. When I first spoke about this on Philip and Ronnie's show, Twin Souls, I had I said to myself, go up and get, you know, go upstairs, um, see, because I had, I, I had since bought a book of, Tom Kenyon's, but it wasn't Linda's book. Um, it was another book that had some of the CDs attached to it, so you could do um, meditations and whatnot. So I go up to get that book, and what do I find up in my library but Linda's book, which uh -huh. I have no recall of her giving me that book. <laughs> and it just jumped out at me, and I was like, oh my God, I had no idea I had this book. It, it was same, all with the same little sticky notes and everything. Um, and there, and I read again what she read to me all those, you know, that years before about that encounter. Um, and that truly was remarkable encounter. Um, they, I, I have a sense I'll, I'll meet with these beings again. It hasn't happened yet. Okay. Um, but I had no fear, absolutely wow. no fear. And the other part of that was there was a piece of astral travel that happened when I came home and also the entire trip to Egypt was soul retrieval for me. It was retrieving and knowing of these past lives. Um, so it was quite a remarkable trip. Wow. Um, I, I I will be back to Egypt. I don't know <laughs> when with the world being so right, crazy right, now, but right. yeah, it was a very powerful, on an extremely soul level for me to reconnect with some of those past lives. Yeah, and then to, to meet this incredible being, the Hathor, right. and his beautiful message. Um, yeah. yeah, so... It, it was, doesn't it happen was quite all the time trip. for everyone. <laughs> yeah. it's, no, I know. I was. I'm blessed. I feel blessed Congrats. with that. With that. With that encounter. So, what do you tell people who are experiencers themselves but are afraid to talk about it? What would you say to them? Well, you know, I can identify with that. I, uh, for many years, uh, kept quiet about a lot of things. And it wasn't until, mm -hmm. I want to say, 2019 that I had some of these amazing souls come on my path. Uh, for instance, the Kinsella brothers, you know, having the right. opportunity to speak. So it's almost like my guides were kind of slow walking me a little bit. And then all of a sudden, they, they, they were putting these people on my path, these people that had shows that wanted to speak to me. And all of a sudden, I had a platform. And I thought, wow. And so I started to tell my story. I just thought, you know what? I, I, I really believe that, you know, we need to share these experiences because my biggest, biggest thing I say as an experiencer is, I feel strongly about this. Your experience 
is your truth? Because so often out there, people will say to you, well, how do you know that happened? You have no proof of that. You have no pictures. You've got nothing. Well, you're just, how, how do we know that really happened? Or you're not making it up. Well, I, that, that's my line. I say, you know what? I don't need to prove anything to anybody. My experience is my truth. And there, there are people now that know me well enough to know that that's true, that I would never right. make up that experience. Well, you know, I always um, call those yeah. people the people that sit in the cheap seats. When you sit in the cheap seats, you can throw <laughs> these little these little things at people. And it's like, you know, you've experienced nothing. You know, you've sit in your house and, you know, done nothing. And then you're going to, you know, sit there and comment or, or criticize others, you know. So it's like. Yeah. Or <laughs> say you're crazy. Yeah. Say you're crazy. <laughs> Yeah. Upgrade, yeah, upgrade to the no. more expensive seats. Get it, get in, get in the show. <laughs> you know, I love that analogy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> get out yeah. of the cheap seats. Yeah. Well, Kathy, we're running out of time. I mean, it's like we could, you know, I'm sure we should, we should, um, we're going to have to do a no, whole another show because I still had a lot of more questions, but we're running out of time. So thank you for sharing your wonderful experiences with us. Uh, we're looking run. forward to your book. And um, I would really like to talk about the book when it comes out, uh, when it's finished. And until ne uh, next time, Dorinda. this is. Thank you so much. Thank you. This is Dorinda Stewart, wife of the Demon Hunter. <laughs>